Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast for Friday, December 13th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, joined by my co-host, John DeShazer. We'll have a Friday, Fantasy Football Friday segment for you later in the show with Derek James. But we're joined now by a very special guest, Super Bowl champion and left tackle for the Super Bowl team, Jermon Bushrod. Jermon, I know you just had a baby uh, named Janae. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Nope, correct. Okay, Janae, uh, tell us a little bit about your family and, uh, and what y'all are up to now. Uh, yeah, we just had a little baby girl almost six weeks ago, Sunday. Um, like you said, her name is Janae Jordan Bushrod. If anybody who knows our story knows that, you know, our, our third, she passed. So we, um, we we honored her and made sure that we kept her name alive and, and gave her the middle name of our fourth child. So that's, uh, you know, she's our blessing. And, you know, she's made our family extremely happy. My kids are happy. My wife is happy. And we drove in from New Orleans last night. It took us around 14, 14 and a half hours, but we're happy to be here now. So wow. we're in a good place. Yeah, congratulations on that. Uh, I always see Thank your you. your video on, or your videos on Twitter. It seems like you're having a, a bit of fun in retirement with all your uh, car wash and, and window washing and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm just stepping up my side hustle game, you know. Um, <laughs> It's been uh, it's it's been great, you know. I I've, I was able to I was fortunate enough to play 12 years in this league. Um, nothing to hang my head about, um, you know. Of course, I would love to have an op- another opportunity to win the Super Bowl, but you know what? As I reflect and, and put everything into perspective, you know, I'm a, I'm a small town kid from King George, Virginia. I went on to Towson and I played 12 years in this league, and I never thought it would ever happen. So. I'm very fortunate and blessed to just have this opportunity to hopefully inspire somebody else one day. You know, Bush, I don't know if we ask you upon retirement, but when did you know that you were kind of kind of done? Was it was it the body that said it? Was it the mind? Was it the combination? I think it was a combination of everything. You know, um, after, you know, my last, unfortunately, my last, my last game was that uh, debacle in the Superdome versus the Rams. And, you know, just looking back at it, you know, you invest so much mentally, physically, and emotionally into this game. Um, You know, and I just came off my second thumb surgery in two years. Um, I just try, I try to put, you know, I just try to take a step back and look at where we are and, and, and look at the future if I continue to play. I had opportunities to play. I had teams who called, you know, up until a couple months ago, um, but if any of those teams looked at my social media, they would definitely understand that I'm that I'm in a good place. <laughs> I'm in a, I'm a, yeah, you know, I'm in I'm in such a good place with it. Now, you know, if I would have been maybe forced out the league or not had the opportunity, I had not had the opportunity to keep going. You maybe two three years ago, maybe it would have been a little bit of a struggle because I don't I wasn't ready for it. But I think my mind and, and my soul was ready for it, and, and physically just looking at my body and looking at my kids and just understanding that I want to be there. Um, the best that I can, you know, for them and what they have going on. And I don't want to be hampered or, or, you know, in a position where I can't be me. And um, so that's why all that kind of kind of came into place. And it was just, I think it just overcame me. And, and it, you know, I think God kind of showed me the <laughs> showed me the light right there. You know, so now that you flipped the page and gone to car washing and, and pool <laughs> cleaning and, cactus peeling and all that other stuff that you do and what is what are the things that you do to to fill up that time for you that because i mean you know you've been a competitor for 12 nfl years and that competition gene doesn't just drown out i mean what do you do to fill that void well um you know we, we, we talked about the new baby 
Um, that's been quite an, uh, quite an adjustment for us. Uh, my wife, my, yeah, you know, my wife was on bed rest before she gave birth. So, you know, I had to, you know, step up as a husband. Okay. Mr. Mom, things, huh? Do things the right. Yeah, I had to. I, yeah, exactly. I had to play uh, daddy daycare, Mr. Mom, and, you know, getting the kids up and cooking breakfast and dinner and, you know, um, you know, cause the wife couldn't do too much and she had weekly appointments we had to go to. So, you know, I was playing chauffeur and, um, you know, it was good. You know, it, it was good to be, I guess, because for our third, you know, I missed everything because when my wife was pregnant, I was here training and I didn't get to see her till August. So um, I got to be involved in the whole process. And like I said, she was on bed rest. So I had to do some things to take some burden off her so she's not working herself up. And then when the baby came, you know, there's still a lot of demand on her. So, you know, I've been doing that and I've been uh, doing a trying to get a podcast going um the bush and me show been doing that and uh trying to get like a little youtube channel going as well you know with that we're actually going to be shooting a couple episodes this weekend while we got some of the guys in town so i'm excited to see some of some of my guys i haven't seen in a while but that's how i've been um that's how i've been occupying my time and it's it's been fun because i enjoy storytelling i enjoy inspiring stories yeah, well, first, Bush, you got to change the name of your podcast to The Burning Bush. That that just makes sense, right? With Burning Bush. That yeah, might the, be a little segment on that. I like that. Yeah, The Burning Bush. And then second, second, how much of that domestic stuff had you, had you, I guess, frankly forgotten because you had not been in the home? You know, you've been in and out sporadically, but you didn't have the consistency to be there to do those things. Well, you know, that's um... – my wife usually is the one who takes care of everything around the house. Yeah. And, you know, I guess when I had the opportunity to, uh, you know, I guess take some burden off of her, I really seen that it's pretty hectic, you know, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> getting the kids, uh, you know, getting the kids, uh, making them breakfast, taking them to school. And they have things that are going on. You know, you have things, you know, the house doesn't operate itself. So, you know, like, like what I like to, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I have a good time with my wife and, messing around with her i like to tell her you know you know she's the house manager but now i kind of see how everything <laughs> yeah. you know how you know what i'm saying like how everything that goes into it you know um as much stuff as, as, as i use as the kids use you know in the house when i get home everything's clean um you know it's like i, I could only have you know three, four pair of underwear because as soon as I use it, it's clean like the next day or that <laughs> night. Start like, wearing bathing suit bottles, you know? huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So she's like, she's on top of it. So just to kind of be there, be there with the process, not just on the home side, but um, when she's pregnant, you know, like I, like you were saying earlier, John, like I wasn't there every single day. I've never been there every single day. I was there every single day this time, you know, months leading up to it. And and afterwards, you know, I got to experience everything with her. I was right there, and you know, it's it's t- it, it it can not saying it, it it can be tough, but it's different, mm. you know, from what I'm used to doing. Um, you know, I've always been around football, trying to get better, either competing physically or trying to figure out things mentally. So for me to be on the other side, it was uh, I guess not really a shock, but it was. I, I understand it's a lot of you know it's a lot of work that goes into you know 
managing me <laughs> and uh you know the rest of the crew well it seems like it was kind of a blessing that your your body and mind kind of told you when it did that it was time to to kind of stop playing football and, and take care of some things at home especially with with your wife having to be on bed rest but I, I guess we're going to kind of flip roles here and since jd asked you all of the domestic questions i'll ask you the physical questions uh you've had to train for so long and you've gone through so many off seasons where you're just kind of putting a lot on your body and you played here, you played in Miami. So you've had some pretty grueling off-season workouts. Was it kind of nice this summer to not have to put your body through all of that? Absolutely. Um, you know, I was on my Instagram, I joked around a little bit, you know, when I was on like a little birthday vacation and I'm just sitting back wondering, you know, like I put up a caption there wondering like, oh, what are my friends doing right now? Right. I know exactly what they're doing. They're doing one-on-ones. They're, you know, they're beating their bodies up. And that was a time where, like, I really embraced it. I really embraced all of that. But, you know, looking back at it now, sometimes I look at the games and I'm like, I can't even understand that I put myself even through that. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was such a uh, – it was just so cool to be a part of it because, you know, especially here, you know, this place is home. This is the reason I retired here was because, you know, the, the fans and, and the guys. And so I always miss that, but I can always come back and I can always live through you guys and – Seeing how the seeing how the team's been playing, you know, this year, it's been fun to watch, and it's like I enjoy watching the game. That's yeah. why I know I'm okay with being where I'm at. Absolutely. Well, Jermon, uh, I know we said we were only going to keep you for ten minutes, but it's already been ten minutes, so just scratch whatever I said. Uh, we know you're coming in for the. <laughs> we know you're here for the uh, the Super Bowl reunion this weekend, the ten year anniversary, as the Saints get set to take mm-hmm. on uh, Monday Night Football against the Colts. Um, is there anyone on that team that you particularly keep up with, or anyone that you're you're kind of more specifically looking to um, to catch up with? You know, for the most part, um, you know, I'll always it's always going to be good to see my O-line buddies, you know, Roman, Lance, my, my boy Pierre. I know Reggie's going to be around. There's a couple people that's still on the team. Only two people that's still on the team. Um, I follow, you know, I'm definitely – I stay up and follow most of the guys from that team on social media. So, if we haven't talked um, on the phone, I've definitely been able to keep up with their families and keep up with, uh, you know, different people's activities. Um through, you know, through technology. So I'm excited to see, you know, everybody. It's going to be good to see the guys that I spent a lot of time with on and off the field when I was here. But to see people I haven't seen in a while and catch up and see what they have going on, it's going to be good because I'm, I'm on the other side now so I can um, I can understand, you know, what their mindset is and, and how, you know, the space that they're in. You know, Bush, how how fresh is that memory? I mean, it, it's been t- ten years. Certainly doesn't seem like that, but I mean, ten years is a long time. But how fresh is that memory? Is it almost like yesterday? You can have recall of the moment, the smells, the confetti, everything that went along with that game. That's 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 one of the best memories uh, I have. I'll never forget it. You know, um, you know, when I kind of sit back, I can remember plays of the game. I can remember how how well you know how you know. I think Drew had one incomplete pass the whole second half. Mm-hmm. After that onside kick, the momentum, um, I can remember us going up. And then I can remember when I remember Tracy picking that ball up, I remember the feeling I had. And, and I can remember all that when, it's, when the clock struck zero. Um, you know, my parents were on the field. And I remember just running around back then, Sun Life Stadium, now it's Hard Rock Stadium. I remember, you know, just running around with the King George County flag, just kind of. You know, just kind of taking in the moment because, you know, 
years prior, probably one, two years prior to that, and all through high school and college, my, my father used to host some Super Bowl parties. And to have all those people that were at that party, at that game, if they weren't in the game, they were cooped up in some room somewhere in South Florida watching that game. So to to be in that moment, to have that memory, that's a memory that I've, I've chased the rest of my, my career. Because, you know, back then I was very young. You know, we, we played hard, but, we you know, we had a good time. So I didn't really understand. I understood how great of a moment it was, but, you know, I definitely have a bigger appreciation of it now that I spent some time in this league and, how hard it is to get back. I'm terrible at guessing ages, but Jermon, how old are, are your kids? Because were they around for that Super Bowl? No, no, okay. they weren't. So, uh, my, my well, she was my girlfriend then, but my my wife girlfriend then we had, you know we had been probably dating for maybe a little over a year, year and a half. So kids weren't even thought about yet. But my son, my son could probably tell you everything that happened in a game because he goes back and looks at it now. That's yeah, awesome. my kids are six, seven, and you know obviously just with a newborn. Are so. you excited for them to kind of enjoy this experience, meet some of the people that you played with and spent so much time with? I am. I've already been you know hyping it up a little bit. My son is. My son is more excited about seeing some of the players and being at the game, you know, more than my daughter. But my daughter's going to love it. You know, she did the junior sensation thing a couple times, so yeah. she always loves the game. But um, as far as my son, you know, I try to tell him, you know, he's, he's into he's into the NFL heavy. So when I talk about some of the guys I play with, you know, I can't wait to either snap a pick, uh, you know, with him and a few of my, few of my buddies or, you know, just, to, just for him to see him and be around in this moment. It's going to be pretty cool for all of us. My parents came down for it. It was such a great thing. So they're here now. They just got here. And, um, you know, it's going to be a good weekend. Uh, I'd be remiss to not talk about this Saints team right now. Can you shed some light for us on what Teron Armstead has been able to do at the left tackle position and how the line has been able to adjust with Pete and Armstead battling injuries this year? Uh, one thing about Teron is, is he's tough. If, if he can if he can get out there and play, he's going to play. And I've seen that firsthand. I've followed his career ever since he was uh, when he when he first got drafted out of Arkansas Pine Bluff. I I followed his career, and um, it's good to see him as the, as older as he you know getting in this league, and, and it's, it's great to see him be able to stay on the field more and be able to show the people of New Orleans and the NFL how great of a talent he is. Um, I'm excited about his future. And first off, uh, I want to send a congrats out to him for getting that um, Walter Payton Man of the Year nomination for the team. That's big. Um, his impact in the community is awesome. So uh, he's continuing to take care of his body in, in, in a great way. He's getting stronger in the offseason. And I know his mindset. Um, I see the way that he executing on the field he's playing at a high level I, you know whenever I can watch it I am watching I'm you know I'm watching film again you know just you know for my for my little podcast show and um he's playing well um I, I enjoyed seeing Pete hopefully he can get back out there come playoff time but those guys are tough you know I, I like I said I've seen it firsthand and I'm excited about the future and um yeah I can't wait for Monday night all right Jamon well we're excited to see you on Monday and uh thanks for joining us on the show today
Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks to Jermon for coming on the show to speak with us about his experience and his life. Now we're going to get into our Fantasy Football Friday with Derek James. But first, we need to extend our condolences to the Johnson family. Vaughn Johnson, a member of the New Orleans Saints legendary Dome Patrol uh, linebacking corps, died on Thursday night at age 57 in uh, North Carolina. He was a four-time Pro Bowler for the New Orleans Saints. He had been battling kidney disease for several years and lung failure most recently. So, of course, we want to extend our condolences to the Johnson family as uh, we lose a member of our Saints family today. You can find more information and photos of Von Johnson on NewOrleansSaints.com right now if you're looking for more information. All right, let's go ahead and get into our Fantasy Football Friday segment with Derek James. All right, Derek, upon your advice, I have advanced in this two-week playoff. It is playoff time, so I beat my uh, my coworker Alex Restrepo, this week. So I, have, I still have one more week to beat him, and I think he's gunning after me. Uh, but because of the adjustments that I made at the tight end, Tyler Higby kind of pushed me over the edge. So thank you for that suggestion. Absolutely. Well, first of all, congrats on your win. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I tell you what, you could keep Tyler Higby in your lineup this week because really? he's playing against the Cowboys. They're uh, they're giving up the tenth most fantasy points to, to tight ends this year. Did you see what? Um, did you see what? Oh man, what is it? Uh, Todd Gurley said yesterday about the Cowboys? He was like, uh, "Listen, everyone wants to talk about what's wrong with the Cowboys. What's wrong with the Cowboys? But it looks like they're going to be in the playoffs, and we're not." Oh. And talking about the Rams, and I was like, yeah. "Yeah, everyone wants to point fingers and say what's wrong, but I feel like that's kind of." the narrative that they're trying to create, yeah. right? Because you have Jerry Jones, who's accessible to the media at all times, mm-hmm. and you have Jason Garrett, who is obviously, you know, they want him to do better as a coach. Yeah. So I just thought that was very interesting yeah. from Tyler. Doesn't Curley. doesn't uh, hurt that the Cowboys and the NFC East. So. Right. That's very, <laughs> that's very true. Uh, all right, Derek, so how did your teams do this weekend? Enough about my teams. Hey, I had a, had a good, good week. Okay. So um, I have three leagues. Um, I mean, I had a bye week in one league, and then I had two playoff games last week. I ended up winning both of them. So – this week I have three sem- semifinal games coming up. Uh, the story for me last week, I think, is uh, I benched Pat-, Pat Mahomes. He was going against the Patriots, and I benched him for Ryan Tannehill. Right. And it ended up working out well for me. Uh, he out- Tannehill outscored Mahomes by about 15 points. He had 391 passing yards and three touchdowns, a few rushing yards. So it, it was it was a real good week. But uh, I'll say this, my-, my week this week is starting off pretty bad really yeah last last night um i'm going against lamar jackson oh yeah put up about 50 points on me so i gotta dig myself out of that hole this yeah weekend. anyone who has lamar jackson i feel like lamar jackson and christian mccaffrey are the two guys that if you have on your roster you're probably going to win nine times out of ten yep. and it's funny i was talking to one of our uh inter er, associates upstairs chase who runs um some of our social media and he was like man i accidentally played ryan Tannehill, who you played <laughs> but he bet bench Lamar Jackson and I was okay. like I was like oh my Jeez. gosh and then of course Lamar had like 37 points in yep. fantasy last night so <laughs> I was like I don't know why you would ever make that decision but yeah, that that's stinks. incredible <laughs> yep. all right uh Derek time for more uh, of your well-versed knowledge who are your starting players this week uh one of my starters this week um is running back Philip Lindsay. He's about 95% owned. He's a guy that some people may have benched uh, at some point this year, but the Kansas City defense that he's going against this weekend has given up the most fantasy f- football points to running backs. Uh, he had a good game last week, found the end zone. Um, he is actually out carrying Royce Freeman, uh, the Bron- uh, Broncos' other running back, by 62-23 to 23 over the last wow. uh, four games. So he's becoming their lead guy. 
Um, another player I like this week is the, the Bears running back, Tariq Cohen. Uh, he's only 63% owned, so he may even be out there on your, on your, fan, on your waiver wire. Green Bay has given up the six most fantasy football points to running backs. David Montgomery, he's, he got a little banged up last week. And another thing I like about Cohen is he has a high floor because he catches passes out of the backfield. Hmm. He had six catches last week, has 60 on a year. So if you're in a PPR league, he's a guy that's not going to bust for you because he's going to catch a bunch of passes. Gotcha. Um, the last guy I'll mention uh, as far as stardoms is – Debo Samuel, the 49ers receiver. Um, Jimmy G and the 49ers are starting to heat up as an offense. He scored two touchdowns over the last three weeks and, in fact, has double-digit fantasy points six of the last seven weeks. Uh, Atlanta's giving up the 11th most fantasy football points to receivers. That's who they're going up against this week. So he's a guy that should be in your lineup. When you said Tariq Cohen with the Bears, it seems like that Bears game for the Saints was like three years ago. That seemed like it was forever ago. I know it's funny when you say we're in week 15, it seems like, man, that football season went by fast. But then when you think back at the Bears game, that seems like it was eons ago. It's yeah. kind of crazy. Well, the season's only 17 weeks long. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it was a long time ago relatively since they're only playing once a week. Right. Yep. All right, who are your sitting players this week, Derek? Uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I always sit him. <laughs> yeah, yep. he's a good guy to sit this week. So he's going against the 49ers pass defense. Uh, they lost Cal Falcons lost Calvin Ridley last week to injury for the year. Um, and despite last week's aberration, uh, the 49ers gave up 46 points to the Saints. Uh, that's still a good defense. So yeah. he, he's a he's a player I, I probably would sit this week. They're probably the Niners are going to be looking to bounce back after giving up 46 to New Orleans. Hmm. Uh, another player that is really starting to struggle now uh, is Tyler Lockett, the wide receiver with the Seahawks. He's going up against Carolina. He's struggled for four straight weeks now. It's been a little banged up. Um, DK Metcalf and Jacob Hollister have, have both kind of emerged as Russell Wilson's go-to guys. Um, and Panthers have only allowed four touchdowns to slot receivers this, this year. So he's a guy that you probably ought to look at sitting at this point, not trust him going into your semifinal round. I was a little bit surprised at that Seahawks-Rams game. I was expecting it to be more of a – a, a bit more of a game. I, I wouldn't say I was surprised with the Ravens game last night against the Jets because right. uh, I expected that to be kind of a blowout. But, man, every yeah. time I see Mark Ingram, it's like watching an X. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's tough. It's like I want you to succeed, but also this really hurts. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Derek, do you have any sleepers this week? Yeah, a quarterback I really like this week is Baker Mayfield. Mm. So he's he's been a little up and down this year. Yeah. Uh, but this week he has the pleasure of going against Arizona's defense. They have given up the most fantasy football points to quarterbacks this year. And I'll also note this. He's going against Cliff Kingsbury, his old coach, mm. back during his Texas Tech days before he transferred over to Oklahoma. Wow. Uh, so the last time those two met on a, on a field uh, as opponents was back in 2016. Wow. So Baker Mayfield that day threw for 545 yards and seven touchdowns. And he's a guy that seems to play well when he has a chip on his shoulder. I so, would think so. Yeah, so that, that's, a, that's a matchup I really like. Um, another player I like is running back Chris Thompson with the Redskins. He's only 14% owned. The Eagles have been pretty good against the run, giving up the ninth fewest fantasy football points to, to running backs. Uh, but Thompson is, is another guy, kind of like Cohen, that catches a lot of passes out of the backfield. He caught seven last week for 43 yards. Darius Geis is banged up. I don't think they're going to want to run Adrian Peterson into the ground. So Chris Thompson might be a guy, if you're looking for a good flex play, to insert into your lineup. Hmm. Uh, Cole Beasley, 42% uh, owned. He is, uh, he's a guy that scored touchdowns each of the last three weeks. Six touchdowns over the last eight weeks. He's got 
59 catches for six touchdowns this year. He could be another guy that's a good flex play. And the last guy I'll mention is wide receiver D.D. Westbrook out of Jacksonville, who's only 68% owned. He's going against a porous Raiders secondary. D.J. Shark is out. Uh, so Westbrook could fill that void as Jacksonville's top receiver here down the stretch. He's averaging about eight targets per game over the last month. So that, that, that should go up over these next couple of weeks. Going back to Baker Mayfield, do you uh, lose points in fantasy if you talk badly about your medical staff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. Not in my league, but yeah, you never know. There might be one out there like that. All right, Derek. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, I think I'm going to talk to you off radio about some personal things because I need to know what I need to do with Dak Prescott and Jimmy Garoppolo because I don't know who to start this week because they're both projected 18 and three and 18 and seven. So I'm not sure gotcha. who to go with. But uh, I'll gotcha. talk to you that off the, about that off the podcast, Derek. We appreciate your time and as always your insight. No problem, Caroline. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on the show today for your Friday edition. We will have another show before the Monday Night Football Showdown. We are hopefully going to get Scott Fujita for you on Monday's show, so be sure to tune back in on Monday ahead of the Monday Night Football game. The Saints will have their 10-year anniversary gala on Saturday night. I'm sure we'll have photos uh, on NewOrleansSaints.com of that event, so be sure to check it out. All right, thanks to Jamon Bushrod and Derek James for joining us on the show today. That'll do it. And uh, we appreciate you joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.